Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver and Chris Embry. We have a full show this morning from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. I want to thank our sponsor. Title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy. Located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. They offer great adult classes and also have a very thriving kids program. So anyone interested in martial arts, whether for themselves or for their kids, should check out Louisville Combat Academy, located in the Dixie Highway, Valley Station area. They also have as many active MMA fighters, actually more active MMA fighters than any other gym in the state of Kentucky. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We have plenty to discuss this morning. We have the NBA draft lottery. We have Arnold Schwarzenegger being attacked. Secret sneak attack dropkick. We have the Preakness. A horse threw his jockey off and the horse kept running. We're going to do some very high-level in-depth, diving into the details, the nuances of that. Steve, how are you this morning? I'm great, man. Happy to be here. It's been a a few weeks. I feel energized. Um, I'm looking good, obviously. Um, What do you want to get into? Blazers, Warriors? NBA playoffs. I know you're really into this this horse that is running without a jockey, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you and I had a conversation on the phone last night that I would like to revisit. Okay. I said, I have ran around with people on my back before, different sized people. Some of them smaller, you know, my kids on my back, some people about the same size as me. I've also ran around with people on my back who are much larger than me. Regardless, I think I'd be faster without someone on my back. Yeah. You said you disagreed. Yeah, I think you need a, you know, need somebody on my back spanking you, whip, <laughs> whipping me. Yes, and you think that would make me faster, Chris? Um, thoughts? I don't know about that. Why? Why didn't this horse finish first? That's what I'm wondering. Right? Because he was why? Because no one's on his back spanking him. Okay, <laughs> Is he I, spanking? I'm sorry. I should say whipping. <laughs> Please, that's more humane. <laughs> whipping. Yeah. So the, the the Preakness yesterday, one of the horses. Right out of the gate, they look like they made an error in the gate, and he just bucked his jockey, bucked the little jockey clean off a horse. I said this to you earlier, and you disagreed with me that there should be it should be mandatory that the Kentucky Derby winner run in this next race. Yeah, and I understand where you're coming from. You know, um, makes sense. Yeah, much more exciting to have a potential triple crown winner. However, not necessarily good for the horses. What, the, they two could weeks a, ago, the horse was coughing. I That was just too lame for me, right? Like it was, you horses know. Horses have injuries all the time. Two Steve. weeks ago. Horses have eh, injuries all the time. He's got a real cold sweat. I are think you, he's got the flu coming Are coming you on. suggesting a serious health issue could not come up in two weeks? It was an entrapped epiglottis. Thank you, Chris. There you go. Okay. Well, I, not life threatening, but you know, 
If it if if that's what it was, it was a legit reason. I th- I think somehow you should just you should just try to make it happen, right? I mean that's what the that's what the three races are for. Boat Express. Here's the ESPN article. It says, unencumbered by a jockey and suddenly free to run wherever he darn pleased, Boat Express decided to take a shot at winning the Preakness, taking one of the most memorable trips in the 149-year history of Pimlico Racecourse, Boat Express followed the leaders without a rider on board and at one point appeared to be a contender in the 13-horse race. So he did pretty good. It was never. I saw it running. It wasn't a contender. It was kind of like in the middle of the pack. He had no chance to win, though. Bob Baffert said, you've got to be careful because some of them try to win. Uh, yeah, right. You think you know more than Bob Baffert? <laughs> no, I, I, I think these these horses know that they're in a race. That's what they're born for, right? Baffert said, "I've had a ho- I've had horses that try to win after throwing their jockey off. They actually run a great race sometimes." You're saying I'm saying they're definitely faster without a little jockey on them, as little as they are. I think those jockeys walk around like 118, 120, so they're not. Giant humans. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. They're pretty small. However, any weight, 10-pound weight, anything will, will, so will drag you down. Are you saying in the future they're going to have, like, drones flying above them, guiding them you instead know what? of I thought of that, I like that idea. But also, <laughs> you, but also, Steve, you've already considered the drone idea. You know who has the toughest life? The jockey that's just a little too heavy. Right? <laughs> It's got to cut because some then, weight. Because then you weigh 135, and but you're, you can't and you're race. too heavy. You, you can't get on the horse if but you But then in life, you're too small, mm. right? Basketball, pick up basketball games. Yeah, good Doesn't luck. help you there. That extra seven pounds doesn't do much. Yeah. So if you're, you know, a jockey a little bit overweight, you got a tough life, I think. Sure. I think all jockeys have a tough life. Do you think they have to watch what they eat, or they're just naturally small? Definitely have to watch what they eat. Are you saying there's a lot of eating disorders within the jockey community? Probably, yes. I'm also saying there's probably a lot of drug use. Any other questions, Steve? (laughs) Back to the drone idea. Back to the drone idea. Elaborate, Chris. What would a drone do, and would they be physically attached to the horse (laughs) while flying above them? Chris? Yeah, it would have the little... The same, what do you call it? They hold on to the reins or what? I don't know what you call it. You would somehow whip them or as Steve says. Yeah, you, you'd spank, have like a, you have them? some little nerd over in the corner controlling it. <laughs> and just, it, would, it would have like a fly swatter no, type thing. You just dip the, the, the propellers down, nick the horse once. Okay. I'm sure Peter would love this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're trying to make <laughs> we it can safer. We move on. It went too far. We're obviously just joking. We love the uh, animal community. Right, Kelly? Sure. Yeah, whatever. The community. So what is the animal community? Are, are, yeah, are we talking about there? the animal kingdom? Yes. <laughs> I'm for it. I'm not necessarily as big of a dog people as some people ah, are. Ah, see, you're losing me there. Yeah, uh, some people tell, go on and on about how they like dogs more than humans. That's not me. Yeah. My dog seems not to me. like you a lot. I, I agree. Does he? Yeah. Okay. I know some people. You don't people. remember this? It's, one, it's the only time I've seen my... My dog Hump. Oh, that's right. <laughs> His dog tried to over. hump me. Tried to hump me. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I guess that means he likes me. Yeah. You've never seen him try to hump anyone else. I have not. No. 
Okay. What is his name? Tyson? Dexter. 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 Good dog, though, right? Good dog. I, mean, I don't have a problem with your dog. I don't hate dogs. Yeah. Some people get a little carried away, I feel. Yeah. They say, I like dogs more than humans. Well, if the, if that person says that, just wait till they have a human. Wait uh-huh. till they have a child. And then and, say, and then... which one would you rather me take? <laughs> Usually people that say that don't have kids. Okay. Okay. So let's let's <clears throat> we no let's, let's we can focus on the dog thing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Steve? We're, I mean, our listeners are basketball fans. Let's get into it. This is a tough question. Um, you might need. The, I don't know if you can answer this on the spot. If you need to think about it for a while, but who do you think is going to win the uh, <laughs> NBA <laughs> NBA championship, NBA finals? Certainly, the Golden State Warriors. I wish the Milwaukee Bucks would win. Giannis. Yeah. Do you think they'll give him a series? Yeah. Especially with no Durant. Will... What's the status on Durant? I bet you he'll, he'll be back come finals time. You have to think he will. But wh- how many games are you thinking? Six. See, I'm probably going like five. Five-game series? Yeah. Warriors over the Bucks. Okay. Chris, I'm, I've got this official notebook here. I'm jotting this down. Today... Hey, five eighteen. The Raptors are five nine or five nineteen. Steve predicts Warriors in in five, right? Yep. And Chris predicts Warriors in six. You know, it's just so anticlimactic, though. Come on, it's just they well, have to do something with this uh, in the NBA. Hopefully, it gets better next year. I think everybody, I think the insiders kind of say Durant is a hundred percent going to leave the Warriors. I mean, we could argue why would he, but he wants to be on his own team. So even then, but the Warriors right now look like the hottest team. You know, you know, they do they look better without Durant? They're probably not better, but they're they're more fun to watch, for sure. Without Durant, yes. Okay, you get the ball movement right. They do I, play that, a very uh, aesthetically pleasing brand of basketball. Yeah, in particularly. Without Durant. Yes. So I agree with you there. The bad thing is they're on the wrong coast, and I don't see a lot of their games. Okay. I mean, obviously in the playoffs. You yeah. Do, but during the regular season, you don't get to see as many games. Do you miss LeBron, Kelly? I kind of do miss LeBron being in the playoffs in the NBA Finals hunt. I do. It'd be much more exciting if LeBron was still in the East, yep. and there was always a little inkling in the back of our mind that he could pull it off when they get to the finals. Do you think that um, if he was in the East, he'd be back in the finals? Well, it depends. On, yeah, it depends on which team he was on. Cavs. Hard to say when you don't know who's t- who his teammates if are. If he had Anthony Davis. The I Raptors and the Bucks. if he had Anthony Davis, sure. If the Raptors and the Bucks have really gotten, have really improved recently. Those are two formidable teams. Yeah. I don't know. He owned the East, man. I probably would have. Oh, he would have gotten. I would have taken him, even with a you know, a weaker team. How excited are we about today's game? We have Game Three of the Bucks and the Raptors. Yep. That will be today at seven p.m. Toronto's favored by two, although Milwaukee leads the series two zero. I don't think the series is over. I mean, the the Raptors definitely have a, a chance to even this thing up. What do you, you think two, of Kawhi two, Leonard? Uh, he's awesome. 
What do you think of that awkward little moment where he did the laughing thing? <laughs> I don't care about that, man. What, what do you think of it? I mean, is he, it's is cool. he a maniac? It's cool to see him back in the in the playoffs. Um, definitely a top three player. This thing, this changes every year. It seems like we figure out, we forget about players that are great, and the list is always moving, right? Now Durant is the best player in the world. Yeah, he's number one. Um, that's Kawhi. Ju- Kawhi wasn't even top five last year. Now, I mean, why does this thing? Didn't Kawhi sit out a lot of last year? Oh well, yeah, first? like the entire year. Yeah. So this thing moves too much. Can't we just get a list and? You know, just because what I love just because is LeBron the, is out of the playoffs doesn't mean he's a not a top three. The player. LeBron hate. What I love is how all the LeBron haters now have bumped him down to like the fiftieth spot. I know what he's is, all of a sudden garbage. He's garbage. He's not good at basketball Are people anymore. Insane. Yes. I think people forget about last year. Do you remember going into the playoffs? Everybody was picking the Sixers to come out of the East. They they ended the year like on a sixteen game win streak. Uh, the the Raptors had the best record in the East. He just coasted. I mean, besides that seven game series, the Celtics. But come on, he's. I guess maybe Durant is better than him. I don't know. What do we think of Kyrie? Is he done in Boston? <sighs> I definitely think it's going to be hard to come back, man. I've advised my son. I have a ten year old son, Johnny. He loves NBA jerseys. He likes Kyrie. And he talked about getting a Kyrie jersey. He ended up getting one. He has one. He has a Kyrie Irving jersey. Okay. I remember saying to him, hey, man, pump the brakes, rookie. Talking to my son. There's no way he, no way in hell Kyrie's ending his career in Boston. And sure enough, it looks like that's coming to fruition. Yeah. Now, what about... Does he ever buy jerseys of people where you, you may question their um, who they are as a person? I don't care about that. Yeah. No, I don't care about that. I mean, yeah. You bought an Aaron Hernandez jersey, maybe. Maybe I would say, whoa, what are you? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. What type of message are you trying to send here, right? So is that but the list? Ray Rice. What if all he wanted was Ray Rice? Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Kareem Hunt. Tyreek Hill. Vernon Maxwell from back in the day, NBA player. Ron Artest. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the Ron Artest jersey. No, I don't think so either. I like Ron Artest. You ever hear that Jim Rome interview with Ron Artest? It was a casual interview. You and, mean Meta World Peace, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Meta World Peace. It was a casual <laughs> interview, and then he said, yeah, I came from a rough area in New York. I, I came from a place, Jim. You had to pay attention. You're like, where is he going with this? Yeah. You know, Ron Artest said, I came from a place where, you know, we get in fights during games, and that was normal one time. And then Ron Artest proceeded, or I'm sorry, Meta World Peace, re- proceeded to tell a little story. He said, one time we got into a fight during a game out on the, the court. One of my buddies grabbed a table ripped off one of the legs and stabbed someone through the heart <laughs> are you being serious yeah 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 he said this on a jim rome interview i was listening and i was just like love it that's what i like to hear apparently a murder happened and ron artest reported it on the jim rome show which was very cool what the heck? yeah 
You should maybe, uh, yeah, run our test. What about Lamar Odom? Get him an Odom jersey. Golly. What about Gilbert what? Arenas? Gilbert Arenas, okay. Agent Zero. He had a very small prime. Yeah. But a good prime. Did you <laughs> Did you hear Lamar Odom? He's. I think he was in the news like last week. He said he's playing he's, ball again. He right? slept with over two thousand women. Oh my! He said this last week. He also said he's watched every uh, pornographic video on the internet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> That's quite the Dude. statement because I'm and I'm no. He hasn't I'm lived no expert. long enough to watch everyone, right? Hey, <laughs> you don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> You've never I've been told. I've been told there's a lot of different genres of videos. I've been told, and yeah. he is a wuss. He's got a lot to catch up on. Uh, Will Chamberlain, right? Hey, two thousand. Give me two thousand is nothing. Hey, That's the bottom of the list. Don't disrespect Lamar, please, guys. He <laughs> died in the Bunny Ranch. Okay. Oh, that's right. He I did. think that, that gets him a little came more back to life. Your claim for sleeping with two thousand women in my opinion, lacks credibility if everybody knows that you spent a lot of time at the Bunny Ranch. So you, how many of those do you pay, right. pay for? Good point, man. Yeah. That's an awesome point. Yeah. Or does it count as one if you just if you stay at the Bunny Ranch for, you know, a month? And you're, you're with, like, 20? And what would that number be if he wasn't a basketball player? Oh. You, you see what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, yeah. come on. Wow. You got a lot of – Women out there trying to get pregnant by these guys. So. You know what's wild is Wilt Chamberlain always claimed, or he, in a book, he claimed to have been remote, romantically linked to 10,000 women, yet he never produced a single offspring. Man. And. Are you calling him a liar? Maybe. Maybe. He's and many likes. of his friends said they never saw him with women. Hmm. Hmm. That was the cover-up. He was into dudes. <laughs> Could have been he was into dudes. Look, we're breaking news left and right. We're breaking news from the, the <laughs> jockey being thrown off the horse and the horse running around the track without a jockey. Yeah. Right? To, yeah, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and address this. Steve is the resident Ohio State Buckeyes fan. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with your team doctor? Your team doctor. Yours, Steve. I, I read the article on it. Um, apparently, he assaulted some, oh, many of players. Dudes. I think, I think from 77 to 97. Mostly dudes, I think. All dudes. Yeah. Very bizarre. Very bizarre yeah, story. A lot of the Big Ten schools, their doctors, right? Penn what State, is, Michigan State, now Ohio State. You kidding me? Yeah, it's just bizarre. What is up with. People just sitting there and letting somebody. Well, I, I I shouldn't judge. You shouldn't judge. Yeah, I don't know the the exact context of how this all worked, but it's bizarre. Check it out. Ohio State doctor. I, I know is in some hot water. If this water. was any other school, you probably wouldn't even brought it up, Kelly. This is a direct shot at me in my fan my fanhood as it a, is. As Ohio it's State actually fan, a Big right? Ten epidemic, right? Now. It is. Maybe it is. I don't know. The ACC, you know, Louisville and those schools, they have. Morality. They they have uh, class. Big Ten, on the other hand, nope. <laughs> Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We are going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Brian the Insider. Brian, how are you this morning? Guys, how's everybody doing this morning? Doing very well. Appreciate you calling in. Hey, guys, I wanted to see if everybody heard about the $20 million uh, 
bet that uh, the connections of uh, uh, maximum security has offered. And, and actually, when I heard it, what it is, it, it's $5 million a piece for the four horses that uh, supposedly he interfered with in the Derby. So the owners saying any race between now and December 31st, that the next race that they run in, they don't even have to win. They just have to beat maximum security, and the owner will pay him $5 million. But maximum security beats their horse. They'll owe him five million, and he's given a hundred percent of the twenty million potential twenty million to charity. He's doing it with the uh, um, the uh, disabled jockey fund. So, uh, quite an interesting offer. Uh, I didn't think anybody would be foolish enough to take take the bet. He did this on Friday, but then miraculously Saturday, uh, War Will won uh, won the Preakness. So I'm wondering if his uh, wealthy owners will take a shot and uh, pony up to $5 million if they've got the courage and they think they're really the best horse. A lot of smack talk after the preakness about how War Will was, you know, finally got a free shot and finally had an opportunity to run. Uh, but I'd love to see it happen because I think maximum security is by far the best three-year-old in the country. Brian, after the Kentucky Derby, you being a horse racing enthusiast, you have to have some some feelings, some thoughts on the current state of horse racing. Where are you right now? Well, I'm a lot better off than I was a week ago. I tell you what, I was, uh, you know, it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I still think for sure that uh, that was a bad DQ in the Derby. I think the best horse did not win the Derby, and I think there were a lot of extenuating. The, the whole thing, the lawsuit, is now made it to federal court was filed this past week. A lot of a lot of discrepancies came out that I don't think the real public knew about. I'll give you one for example. Uh, the original claim of foul by Country House, the eventual winner was disallowed by the steward. I didn't know that. Nobody knew that. So it wasn't until John Court, who was on long range toddy, five minutes after the race was over, when he decided that he would also appeal, did they allow that? by maximum security was pushed back to 17th in the race. But, uh, you know, I still am bothered by the fact the steward, whose job is is to, to post an inquiry sign, they see anything, never did. Uh, and then the protocol for the jock is to uh, find the outrider before he gets off the horse if he thinks he's been wrong. None of that happened. So extremely unusual uh, the way the whole thing played out. Uh, so... Uh, it's a real black eye for the Derby. Uh, this this West offer, the owner of Maximum Security, I think has a shot to, uh, uh, you know, maybe add some excitement back and maybe put up a match race or something that might help the, the horse racing. But uh, the guys I know involved in horse racing, a lot of them, I didn't even bet, say what, 26 years since I hadn't bet the Preakness. So uh, no interest in the Preakness, no interest in the Belmont, but I have a big interest in the time next next time maximum security runs because i really think he was wronged in the kentucky derby okay as always we appreciate your input here on the weekend sports buzz brian moving on from horse racing is there any chance that any team other than the golden state warriors win the nba finals this year oh i think definitely the team from the east and right now it looks like the bucks have a definite shot i don't think kevin durant plays again so uh, 
for I think he's, he, he may very well have a bad calf injury or he very well may have had it with Golden State altogether, but he, his injury was revealed this week that he's a lot, it's a lot worse than they originally thought. So, uh, I expect them, they, they won a big game at Portland last night. So they're up 3-0. I expect them to Portland and, and their star Lillard, I guess, has got crack ribs. So, uh, uh, that, that appears to be, uh, uh, over that series. And then today at seven o'clock, we've got, uh, Toronto, Milwaukee at Toronto. So we'll see if Toronto can bounce back. But I think either Toronto or Milwaukee could beat Golden State without Kevin Durant. Okay. Other news across the world of sports. What has you intrigued right now, Brian? Before we let you go, what else has Brian the Insider intrigued today? Well, boxing. I'll tell you what, I'm excited about boxing. I'm going, uh, I'm going to see my first heavyweight title fight, uh, June 1st at Madison Square Garden. And then I, I read this morning where Dante Wilder had a heavyweight fight last night in New York at the Barclays Center. And I saw that. I don't know if you guys have seen the, the knockout that he delivered, but I mean, you talk about lightning quick. That poor fella didn't know what it hit him. He, he hit the ground in the first round. It looked like a Tyson blow, but uh, he, he says he's anxious to take on, uh, you know, either a rematch with Fury or, or take on the English heavyweight champion. But uh, I'm looking forward to boxing. I think there's a new excitement around heavyweight boxing, and uh, I'm very excited about it. And one last thing I'll leave you with, uh, I think the Reds could maybe go on a little streak. They had a very nice win over the Dodgers. They played the Cubs good. They played the Dodgers decent. So I, I think they're they're one streak away from actually getting respectable. I don't expect any anything major, but uh, they're certainly a better team than they were last year. But thanks so much for having me on, guys. I'm going to hang up and listen to you. Uh, have a great day. Thanks. Great stuff as always from our man Brian the Insider at Brian the Insider on Twitter. We do appreciate your contributions there. For those of our listeners who are involved with Twitter. You can more than welcome to follow me at the Kelly Patrick. We have our man Steve, who helps us with the show account at WSB fourteen fifty. We love your interaction, any feedback you have on the show. The NBA was my first love. Growing up, ever since I was a little kid, baby, my father had me watching NBA games before I even knew what it was. And if I didn't. If I hadn't injured my ankle, I think I could have made it to the NBA. Yeah. You had high aspirations, right? Yeah, I could have easily made it, at least on a roster. You are above average player. I'll, you are pretty good. Compared to someone who's never played basketball. or com- Yeah, compared to... Compared to someone who's never played, I, I'm, I'm a good basketball player. Okay. And I'll take that. Or, you know, or maybe someone who's played a little bit. Do you wish you would have devoted that time to a different sport? Like, which sport, if you could go back, would you say, I, I have the best chance of, of making getting a, if, if a scholarship? In, if, in hindsight, my goal was to make it as far as I can in any sport. Is that yes. what you're asking me? Yep. I'm happy with the way things worked out, if that makes sense. And I, I don't think I would change anything, even if I could. But if my goal was to maximize my athletic ability, that's a good question. I would have probably chose something... Where height isn't as big of a factor. I'm five foot nine, almost five ten, five nine and three quarters. You wish. <laughs> Bring out a tape measure here next Sunday. Okay, I Continue. will. Continue. 
I would have had to choose something where height wasn't such a determining factor. I would have shied away from basketball, shy away from volleyball, unless I was the one position where you can be shorter. I'm average height, okay? So basketball probably was not my best bet. So what would you go with? Uh, you're thinking soccer, maybe golf, ba- maybe baseball. baseball. I could see you, yeah. Base- if I had baseball. really got into it and put uh-huh. a bunch of hours in baseball, yeah. I'm surprised you never really played a ton as much as you liked the sport. Yeah, you know, watching. I the played sport. with your brother. I was on the team yeah. with your brother. Your brother was good. Didn't they need players one year, like really bad? Yeah, yeah. We and didn't. My brother ha- got about three or four of his friends to play. Right. Yes. So you, how old were you guys, and he was just trying to teach you how to catch fly balls? Well, I grew up playing baseball a little bit, not at a real high yeah. level. Um, and I played fresh a little bit on the freshman team. I think I quit in the middle of the season, you know, because yeah, I'm a rock star. I had too much partying going on. And But Kyle, <laughs> your brother Kyle, was a real good pitcher and player. I mean, we didn't have the best of team. Yeah. But as far as the team goes, Kyle was, you know, one of the better players. Yeah. He also went on to have a pretty nice little amateur boxing career. Steve's brother, yeah, he's Kyle. Pretty athletic, yeah, yeah. Um, but no baseball. I would say you got to put hours in. I played so many hours of basketball, but I played basketball last night with my father, my son, yeah, my buddy, and his son. We all played basketball. It was fun. I love basketball, and and for the sake of me being a presence on the radio and. Social media and the media scene and the Louisville, Southern Indiana market, the fact that I can talk about basketball and then I do MMA or combat sports, that that's valuable, right? And does the the offer of you will play anybody one-on-one, does that, does that still stand? Yeah, I would love to play anyone one-on-one. I'm not going to say I can beat anyone. But you will accept a challenge by anybody. Oh, I would love to play one-on-one basketball. Now, now when you're playing your son, what percentage of of effort do you give? Do you, not... do you sometimes need to teach him a lesson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I played him to 24 a couple months ago. I beat him 24-0. Yeah. Were you not letting him get a shot off? Yeah, or... I would not. that's the key. you got to block every shot and strip the ball from him as often as you can. Call your own fouls or... I wasn't calling much fouls. He could, he he kicked me. He would kick me. Was yeah. it fun humiliating him? Yeah. He <laughs> no. he would say things like this. He's very aware. I forget. He's four eight or something. Four foot eight. And he would at the end he'd say, "Okay, well you're five nine. I'm four eight. So he's very aware of the realism that comes into competitive sports. Yeah. So I think jujitsu gives that to him too, right, yeah. Doc? Jujitsu is all about reality. Oh yeah. Welcome to jujitsu. This person's not going to let you tap them out. <laughs> and you're Good not, luck. You can't accidentally win either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball is really the same way. That's why I love sports. It's reality. It's oh, you think you're good? Let's find out. Mm-hmm. It's not. Well, that's a you know, people like Steve over here is real into interpretive dance, and he <laughs> fancies himself a a dancer. You can watch dance routines and be like, that was good. You don't know who's the best. Me, I'm a sports guy. I like to eat a ribeye, eat some potatoes, and I like to watch sports and determine who the winner is. Let me ask you this. (laughs) Would you say that I'm good at dancing? You're a good dancer, yeah. Okay. Okay. Conversation's over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. 
The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We've got plenty of topics we're going to get to this morning. For Doc, Steve Driver, Chris Embry, myself, Kelly Patrick, we will be back. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz with Kelly Patrick. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to get your, your input on any of the conversations we've had thus far this morning. Doc? I have, I have a question real quick. Sure. Though You're telling me those kids didn't put a single point on you yesterday. No, yesterday they did score. Hmm. No, I was saying a few months ago, I played my son one-on-one at the Northeast YMCA. I beat him 24-0. Some guy watched it. He was impressed. I could tell he was impressed <laughs> with my game. Okay. Well, well, my what I'm getting at is I have a caller here who disagrees with the outcome of yesterday's game, and I have them on the line right now. Oh, wow. It's not Marcus? It's not Marcus. Who do you have on the line with us? The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Caller, what, can I have your name, please? John. John, okay. Yes. Can you fill our listeners in on the result of yesterday's game? Games. Well, yesterday, um, when when we played at the Y a couple months ago, it yep. wasn't twenty four zero. I scored. No, we played. We played two games at the Y recently. Tw- was one was twenty four zero. Then a couple weeks later, we played again, and it was like twenty four to four. Twenty four to six. Okay, twenty four to six. Okay. What about the recap of the games yesterday, Johnny? It was like ten to sixteen. Yeah, you guys did score quite a few baskets yesterday. Um. Any- I'm 10 now, but by the time I'm 12, I'll be able to beat you consistently. Okay, okay. That Fair very enough. well may be true. And when that day comes, you will know that it's legit because I'm trying hard, right? Yeah. Okay. But while we have you on the line, Johnny, is there a chance that either the Raptors or the Milwaukee Bucks could beat the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals? Easily. Easily. Who do you predict wins the NBA Finals this year, Johnny? I wanted the Raptors to win, but I feel like Milwaukee's going to win. And then they're going to win the NBA Finals? Yeah. Okay. Well, the Warriors don't have Durant, so it'll be pretty easy. Pretty easy. Okay. All right. Well, Johnny, we appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Before we let you go, anything else you want to say on the air? From now on, I want to be called... Johnny the Insider. Johnny the Insider. Okay. Fair enough. Johnny the Insider. Thank you very much for your call, Johnny. 
All right. Thanks for having me on. You, Bye. You are very welcome. Good stuff there. I really did not expect that call from my 10-year-old son. Yeah. He says either Golden State or Toronto will – I'm sorry, either Milwaukee or Toronto will easily be Golden State in the finals. I think he just said Milwaukee, right? He yeah. thought Toronto, now he thinks Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about the statement that in two years – It may be true. He's pretty good. Yeah. That might be true. Well, you better start, you know – Practicing. Yeah. I can't believe you had to lie to us about shutting out a 10 year old. I didn't though. lie to you. I promise. <laughs> Two months ago, we played and I beat him 24 0. Then we played again a couple weeks later and, and I beat him 24 to 6. It is very suspicious. I'm glad he was able to call in and set the record straight. Okay. You don't give him participation trophies, I can tell. No, no. That's good. I think so, right? Yeah. It's a fine line. You don't want to actually discourage your kid. But you also don't want to just be like, I go and watch his games, and the, yeah. the parent, some of the other parents are, are yelling at their kids, shoot, shoot, you got to shoot it. Every time you touch it, shoot it. And I'm like, what the hell kind of message are we trying to send to our kids here? Yeah. I think a, a lot of delusion goes oh, into parents that. of you know, supporting their kids and any any type of athletic endeavor, I th- it's wild. That's got. It's probably gonna. I mean, it's gonna be tough for me, but I'm not gonna be. You know, a lot, a lot of those parents, the ones getting in fights like at t-ball games. It's right? awesome. It's awesome to watch the YouTube video afterward. What is wrong with people? They're living vicariously through yeah. their kid. It's yeah. pretty black and white. Yeah. I choose to instead kind of do my own thing and. You know, lead by example and not necessarily tie. Try at least attempt. Now, if I'm watching Johnny play in a basketball game and he has a real big play, he, I saw him hit a, a real nice three pointer a couple weeks ago in a game. Yeah, I was super happy. That's awesome. Does he do anything after he hits it, like the bow and arrow, or does he hold up threes running down the no, court? No, he doesn't. Nope. Nope. If he did, I would tell him he'd look silly. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. But, and he had a big game yesterday. His team lost, but he had a big game yesterday. And that's the, all that matters. Is what? The big game. Who cares if your team loses as long as you play well? <laughs> is that what you teach them? No, no, not necessarily. In all seriousness, this does bring up an interesting and a, an important, I'd say, conversation about parenting. You're, you're a, a parent, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Uh, we have been practicing. My uh, in-laws got them some – a bucket of rubber golf balls in a short club. So I've been kind of like, you know, you're teaching a attractive lady pool. You stand behind him. I, I put his hands on the club. I'll put mine over his. We've been hitting. Uh, I have carpet in my living room. We've been chipping some golf balls. Okay. So golf is the sport you're going for. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to maybe I'm like Earl Woods, you know. They say when Tiger. Good luck with that. They say when Tiger was a uh, infant. Earl would just swing golf clubs in in front of his newborn baby to get that image uh, imprinted on his brain, and then he would beat his wife. Are you going to damage your son in the same manner to get him to be, <laughs> to be well, a good golfer? I've been swinging the club in front of him. Um, <laughs> I have yet to hit my wife. Well, that's good. Dude. Do you have a good golf swing? Because swinging a club in front of him I'll tell maybe you doesn't do so I, much if it's a garbage swing. Steve? I don't play golf. <laughs> I didn't think so. But since we have got, since we've received this little mini club, it's a real club, just really short. 
I have gotten better at, at chipping up on, you know, I have a couple steps leading into my living room. I chip up into the dining room, kitchen area. I've gotten better at it, yeah. You should get Inzer to, to play with you and play with My father-in-law plays a lot. I'm sure he'll be the one to teach him. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good sport for Speaking of a young man golf. to get into. <clears throat> yes, what, what about your parenting experience? Well, I was going to talk about Tiger okay, getting knocked out, you know, right after winning it. But uh, Okay, stay on golf. You know, it, is it a fluke that he won the last one? No. No, but, he but, just, yeah. You know, that's the first time he's didn't make the cut, the first cut uh, after winning that major. So, you know, I, I mean, I think he'll win another one, but it will be very few and far between compared to what he used to. Yeah, be. I think he just missed the cut by one shot, but golf has changed since he was dominating the sport, you know. Like, Brooks Kepka, who's in the lead, he's jacked. Yeah. Yeah. Back when back in ninety seven used to be there wasn't just fat jacked, people. Yeah, there wasn't jacked golfers. It's like Tiger was the first person to, you know, start training all the time. Why he don't, was shredded. Why now, don't golfers get popped for steroids? I don't know. Maybe Is it because none of them do it? None of them do steroids? Is that what we're going with? I don't know their testing. How how they test do you? No, I'm not real familiar with the testing. But similar to the NFL, okay, I'd say, well, why don't we ever hear of a big star getting popped? Oh, they must not care. Similar to WWE. Right. Patrick Peterson just got popped. Did he? Yep. Okay. Um, performance enhancing drugs. Did he? Eight games, yes. But, you know, I mean, it probably doesn't make that big of a difference. What? <laughs> I just like to get you fired up on this, Kelly. <laughs> Can we just have like a league where you have to be on steroids and, you know, that's a requirement? Thank you. I would love to watch that. So you're saying two different leagues? Yeah. In I mean, every sport. Just some crazy, you know, juiced up. Football monsters. would be tough. Though. I think you already have that. It's called the NFL. <laughs> I do think that. You I think believe all that. of them. All of them. Yeah, I mean, maybe not every single one. Yeah, but, but yeah, we need. There's to, ways to get around testing, and we rarely hear of somebody popping. But see, I, I wanted like when they go to the sideline to actually them zoom in while they're getting the juice. Yeah, so to be real, kind of like, like Rocky Four, like he's just getting the needle in the corner of the of the boxing ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rocky Four was almost instrumental for me. I remember watching it many years ago and seeing the injection. And in my mind, you know, thinking, oh, I guess he's doing steroids. Huh. Yeah. I'd never thought of that. Does that make sense? And it's kind of – it. he's Russian. <laughs> like they just forecast all the Olymp- Russians Olympics. Do, Russians do a lot of steroids. <laughs> yeah. They do. They're Olympic program, and everybody is very – reputation is, yeah. is that. I mean, shoot, Khabib's probably juiced to the gills. I don't know that he is. I, I certainly – I wouldn't think that he is because USADA, I do think it helps the legitimacy of the sport that they do have USADA. They have a testing system. And my key thing here is in the UFC, big stars test positive all the time, and we hear about it, right? Yeah. That means they're actually trying to police it. Yeah. You don't hear about a bunch of other sports, do you? No. No, don't. 
Jarrell Arthur, the guy who was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua, he tested positive, I think, for EPO and then human growth hormone. So he's out of the fight June 1st at Madison Square Garden. Really? Yeah. So now it's Andy Ruiz. So it'll be somebody else. But boxing does police it. Now that doesn't mean that people can't get away, you know, get around it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We are going to head to the buzz line now where we have everyone's favorite caller, Marcus. Marcus, how are you this morning? Well, you say that I'm everyone's favorite caller, but the fact of the matter is sometimes I'm listening to the show and these other guys call in and you say they're your favorite caller. So somebody's a liar. I don't know who it is. It might be me. It might be you guys. I don't care. Golf is not a sport. It's a game, not a sport. Okay. It's a test of skill, not a sport. Is it hard for a grown man to take a skinny stick and hit a little white ball in a hole? Yes, it is. That does not make it a sporting endeavor. It's like darts. I don't want to compare it to ice skating because it's not that far down the totem pole, but that's what it is, not a sport. Okay, I don't disagree with you. I don't. I think a sport like basketball, or football, or baseball. I think if you go and you play that sport all day, few hours of that, then you're you're you got a good workout in. I think that translates to other sports. There's cross training. I don't think golfing all day is going to help you. In any other sport. So I think sports actually demand, in my opinion, I know it's subjective, uh, a, a, a level of aerobic exercise that's translatable. In my opinion, that's just my feeling. Well, I'm sure there's many of us out here who agree with you that are probably related to or unfortunate marriages where you married a golfer or something like that. Those people listening know you're telling the truth. Oh, and you know why golfers don't get popped for steroids? Why? Nobody cares. They don't care that they juice because they're not hurting each other. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you got a golfer who's 250 and ripped. Who cares? Right? He's hitting the ball. Not another dude. Yeah. What about the NFL? They, They hit each other in the NFL. Well, that's why some people get all worked up about, oh, B-E-D, he's in a B-E-D, my, my underwear is wet, and it's all knotted up in a twist, oh, he cheated. People like that disgust me. Limp-wristed, panty-waist losers, I hate them. Okay. So, so you are a fan think, of, of the NFL, and you always will be. Well, it, everything, is, everything is based on performance, buddy. Okay. If the NFL suddenly changed a bunch of its rules, there's a chance I'd be like, that the hell with that? Okay. I mean, I used to, listen, I used to be careful to not have cable television. You may have heard me say this before, Kelly, to not have cable television because I was afraid that I would spend January and February sitting at home watching college basketball. That's how much I like college basketball. Okay. I, the last time I watched an entire college basketball game was not even this past season, but the season before I watched the Final Four. So college basketball, the ship has sailed for you. What sports are at the top 
of the totem pole for Marcus in 2019? Well, I'm a seasonal guy, so right now I'm a big fan of hockey, especially since the Boston Bruins are four wins away from making Boston only the second city to ever hold the World Series, the NFL Championship, and the Stanley Cup at the same time. Wow. Detroit did it back in the 50s. How about that? Okay. Any thoughts on the Plus, I like hockey. You, you do like hockey, okay. How, how, where did you grow it, up at? Where it, did it, you acquire a taste for hockey? Because I never got that from my youth. Well, I didn't either because, I, you know, I spent my uh, childhood years overseas for the most part. I spent my junior high school years here in Anchorage, my high school years in Los Angeles, then I went to college in the South. So I've never lived in a hockey town except when I lived in St. Louis. But that's not even where I acquired it. acquired it. I just had a friend of mine who was a huge hockey guy, but he also loves football, watches basketball regularly, and is religious about baseball. So I thought, well, there's got to be something I'm missing here. So the key to hockey, for all the people who missed out on it, is high-def television. Back in the old days, you couldn't watch hockey on TV because you couldn't tell where the puck was. Okay. Now with high-def, you see the puck constantly. Right? So you have an idea to know what's going on. And then hockey is so fast and so violent, even when they're not beating the living snot out of each other up in the corner. Right? When they cross-check each other, you slam somebody off those boards along the sideline, and you see the whole thing vibrate. And the guy comes off it like a pool of liquid drool and just crashes to the ground. Right? The NFL's like, oh, my God, a concussion. Oh, my God. There's like three concussions in every hockey game. Okay. So it's a little bit more primal or aggressive, and you really like that. It hasn't been. Yeah. Maybe hockey has not been impacted by the snowflake era that we're in as a country. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. I bet Donald Trump likes hockey. Okay. Well, Marcus, I, I bet Donald Rumsfeld likes it, too, if he's still alive. Wow. Okay. Well, Marcus, as always, we appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your weekend, Marcus. We look forward to hearing from you next Sunday. Go Red Sox. Go Red Sox. All right. Great stuff there. Thoughts on Marcus's call. Wait till he finds out about a sport called MMA. I'm trying to get Marcus to go with us. This upcoming Saturday to HRMMA 108 in Lexington. I can't wait. I, I'm getting multiple people to go that have never been to shows. Yeah, it's going to be a really good card. 20 MMA fights are on the card in one youth grappling match. Realistically, three or four fights will drop off maybe the day of or a few days before. So maybe we'll see 16 MMA fights. But, I mean, it's going to be a great event. I can't wait. Yeah. You're going to have to rest your voice the whole day before, right? Do you Probably do any not. vocal cord work? No, I don't. I hmm. teach kids jujitsu, which involves me yelling a lot. I mean, not yelling at the kids, but, you know, I have to speak loud in the gym. Yeah. I host this show. I talk a lot naturally. So, yes, I, I wake up on Sunday mornings or Monday mornings a lot of times, and my voice, you know, is 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 almost gone. I got to drink a bunch of water to get it back. Are we gonna all be able to make it back for the show next Sunday? Oh yeah, we'll be back.
Doc, you'll be there in Lexington, right? I will be in Lexington. I will, however, not be back for the show next Sunday. You will not. Okay. Negative. Okay. I'm going to be in Eastern Kentucky. With family? Yes. Okay. For the entire day. Chris, you will be here. Which means I will be here. Absolutely. Which means you will be here. Okay. And you will be holding a camera at HRMMA 108. That's right. I'm looking forward to it. There's nothing like this. these events. Uh, and getting that close, uh, to see it up close like that, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't want to get, like, blood on me like you did not too long ago. No, I've had multiple times because I sit cage side. I'm literally touching the cage. Yeah. I'm right next to the cage, so if they get into a, the the fight spills into the that part of the cage, I've had five or six times where I have to be careful and move my computer, move my notes because blood. Well, you know, look down at my white piece of paper I'm reading off of, and oh my goodness, there's some little bit of blood on it. Yeah, you don't ask for autographs when you're there. You just get yeah, you know their DNA. They do have to be <laughs> tested though for any uh, you know Absolutely. any yeah. Now, I'm not claiming that it's the most high level of testing when it comes to performance-enhancing drugs or anything like that. But, right, Doc? They, they do make sure that you don't have anything real bad. You don't have uh, a, a disease that you'll pass on to your opponent. That is correct. So that's good. Minimally, they should make sure you don't have, you know, HIV or something crazy like that. So that's HRMMA 108 this upcoming Saturday. We talked a little bit earlier about the Deontay Wilder knockout. Actually, Brian mentioned it. I don't think we jumped into it too much. Did everybody here see the knockout? I did not. Doc? Nope. Yes. Steve, you and I saw it. Steve, I've watched more live boxing matches with you than any other person in my life. We've been boxing fans for a long time. A lot of Floyd fights. Canelo fights. We watched Canelo. When When was the first time we watched Canelo fight together? I don't know how old he is now. Ten, Probably when he was, yeah, 10 years ago. Something like that. How old is Canelo now? So maybe not 10 years ago, but we've watched a lot of Canelo fights also. Deontay Wilder with the big knockout last night. Mauro Ranello was doing the commentary. I, I consider him as a commenta- commentator to be somewhat polarizing. Doc, you following me here? He does commentary for WWE also. And every time someone knocks another person out, he's going... Oh, my goodness, Deontay Wilder with a huge knockout. Mamma mia. So he has these taglines that he uses. And it sounds like WWE. It's almost like, oh, and The Undertaker. If you go back and listen to any of those Undertaker, you know, any of those big WWE calls, it's Mauro Ranello. It literally is him. It's the same guy. What are your thoughts on him covering and doing commentary for a very legitimate sport like Marcus of Queensbury rules boxing. Does it, it cheapen it? No. I think it adds a little flair to it. It's actually. good. Okay. I think he sounds well. Uh, my problem, that was on Showtime. Uh, it's, it's just getting harder and harder for me to watch any fight. That's a great in, point in, you bring in up. In general. That's a great point. I mean, they have, most fighters now are on DAZN, which is D, D-A-Z-N or D-Z-N, something like that. I mean, they're all ESPN+. Plus. You know, I have enough apps. I have Netflix. That is I, a very interesting Amazon. conversation. And it's, you know, I used to be able to watch fights on HBO. I don't have Showtime. So I'm basically just on YouTube watching highlights, you know. Which is adequate. I mean, we, you and I both saw the knockout. We didn't pay for it. Yeah. Right? 
it's always it's always uh you know better watch it's it better live, to watch though. it live yeah doc have you bought any ufc pay-per-views no since they went to their new format ever never bought a ufc pay-per-view okay i won't either why i don't need to okay there's like plenty it. of bars you can go to to exactly. watch these fights for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get a little upcharge on the Do you have all drinks. these apps, Kelly? No, I don't. Nope. No. I cut my cable last week, so I don't have cable at my house either. It's one of the biggest wastes of money, really. But to buy a UFC pay-per-view event now, you need to have the ESPN Plus app. And then I think you have to have UFC Fight Pass 2. Wow. Okay, so those both have monthly subscription rates. Then you need to pay an additional amount for the pay-per-view. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. I have bought pay-per-view events, UFC pay-per-view events in the past, so I'm not on the same boat as Doc. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I have, that I'm, you know, that dedicated. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, in the end, I do think this will be good for the consumer. I don't think everything will stay this way. I think they're tweaking the formula. I do. DAZN, as you mentioned, is where Canelo fights. A lot of other top boxers fight there. At some point, we got to see some centralization where we can actually easily access these fights because it is impacting the pay-per-view buy rate. It really is. Since the UFC went to this new format, we have to get through two paywalls Yep. Uh their their numbers have went down. So there has to has to be somebody going, We didn't get as many buys this time. Why? You know, we gotta make this better. So I think in the long run, us as the consumer, we will be you know, we'll be better off for it. In the meantime, if you want your fix, I'd say go to a local MMA event, in my opinion. I honestly believe that. HRMMA one oh eight will be in Lexington this upcoming Saturday. Not at Rupp Arena, but a couple couple floors below Rupp at Heritage Hall at, in the Lexington Convention Center. A lot of great fights on that card. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. I'm Kelly Patrick for Chris Embry, Steve Driver, and Doc Parks. We will be back. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second hour of the Kelly Patrick Show. Actually, not the Kelly Patrick Show, Doc. The Weekend Sports Buzz. The Weekend Sports Buzz. That's okay. Let's do a little tease of the Kelly Patrick Show. Available, Doc, on... iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and LiveSportsCaster.com. So four ways that you can... Listen to the Kelly Patrick Show. We will be interviewing tonight Jacob Pierce of Louisville Combat Academy, local MMA fighter. Last week, last Sunday, Doc and I had Gina Elliott and Linda Mihalik 
on the show. So we, we have a combat sports centric. Let's just call it what it is, Doc. It's really an MMA show that we record. It's no secret. It's no secret. It's an MMA show. We talk about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, we talk about a few different things, but it's MMA centric. Cool. We got plenty to talk about in the second hour. NBA playoffs, NBA draft lottery. Okay. And staying with the round ball theme, Anthony Penny Hardaway. I wonder if he has little penny dolls that he brings on recruiting trips. But he is killing it for Memphis. He is. He's got the number one recruiting class right now. Uh, he just uh, – there was a guard that decommitted from Duke that committed to uh, Memphis. Uh, I think his name was Boogie Ellis. And then he uh, also landed a commitment last week of pres- Precious – a chewway or something like that. I can't pronounce it, which pushed them to the number one recruiting class over Kentucky, uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, he's also got the number one player in the country on that recruiting class, and uh, James Wiseman. So he's got all the talent to make noise next year. But um, being a new coach, well, I mean, he coached last year, but. They didn't do any good, so we'll see what he can do with it. Uh, it is interesting to see a, another player at the top of the recruiting game. Normally, it's Kentucky and Duke. Now you add yeah. a third one, and uh, we'll see if he can continue to pull these guys in once he runs out of these AAU connections that he built. What makes you say he will run out of those AAU connections? Well, I'm not saying he won't. He has connections to these other AAU guys, but – a bunch of these guys that he has on this class, he actually coached them on their AAU team. So he had his fingerprints on these guys before he became a Division One coach. Okay. Which was absolutely a smart thing to do. Um, and I see why Memphis hired him. Uh, we'll see if they actually get their bang for their buck. Why does the Penny Hardaway experiment make me – wasn't he actually in blue chips? Yeah. Okay, why does it just reek of just filth and, it and shadiness, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Um, there's no telling what goes on behind the scenes. Look, if you think any money's being exchanged behind the most scenes? Most definitely. Uh, and I'm not just speaking for Memphis, and it's not sour grapes because Kentucky lost some guys to them. Um, we know that this game is dirty, and if the FBI can come in there – uh, and try to scare everybody, and it's still happening. Uh, you you have a lot of these entities protecting the system they put in place. Uh, it was very selective uh, in who was brought up in this investigation. So who knows? Uh, I definitely think there's money uh, changing hands still. It's pretty obvious. It's going to constantly happen. Now, getting a bunch of blue blue chip recruits doesn't mean you're going to win. That's right. What are our thoughts on on Penny as a coach? I don't think he's going to. You think it's just going to be a – they're going to flake out? I think they're going to have – well, now, here's the thing. They do play in a weak conference, so they do have that going for them. Uh, I could see them having seven or eight losses and maybe – 
making it to the Sweet 16 at best. Uh, we'll see, but I haven't seen him play. I mean, it's just uh, who knows? He could be one of the hot up-and-coming coaches. Uh, but normally, when you're a star in the NBA, it it hardly ever translates into uh, coaching prowess, right? I mean, who can we think of that was a great player that turned into a great coach? I don't think there's many. Dave Cowens, I think, won the NBA MVP. He then had some success as a uh, a coach. Um, Steve, you got any nominees? For what, college or any coach? Any. Any, any basketball great Steve player. Kerr. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Steve that, Kerr. That, that's a coach or a great coach? Or, well, sure. Great because, well, I mean, Steve Kerr, there, great there's player. There's a lot of ex-players that are coach. I mean, Jason Kidd, but he's probably not like a, a good coach, you know? Yeah, he's – I don't think he's uh, Phil Jackson. a mediocre coach. He was a CBA player, and then he rode the bench for the Knicks. Uh, now, here's a good – well, Phil Jackson uh, – or not Phil Jackson, but um, – when he played for he coached the Miami Heat. Eric Pat Spolstra? Riley. Pat, Pat Riley. Riley. Pat Riley. Oh, Pat Riley. Yeah, former Wildcat. I'm sure yes. that there's a few. This is a big year for Memphis. Lenny Wilkins. So Lenny it, Wilkins, I think, is the all-time leader in wins for the NBA, I think, as a head coach. And he was a good point guard. Greg, Greg Popovich was actually a great center back in the day. No, he wasn't. He was, <laughs> there's got to be some, though. Yeah, but I, what I'm basically stating is, you know, the percentage of him being a very good coach with this team is less than 50. What about Jerry yeah, Stackhouse at Vanderbilt? Why not take that risk, you know? Oh, you're Vanderbilt, absolutely. you're in the, the dumpster of the SEC. Why not grab Stackhouse? Stat, to how, me, how that was a can really do? bad hire. Um, we'll see how good it works out, but... What that, else are they supposed to do, though? I mean, that's they, a they don't win hire. for so long. Yeah. Why not roll the dice a little bit? They they actually had a better team with the coach that looked like the guy from the office. They should have kept him, whatever his name was. I forget. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, these it, some of these teams are in desperation mode. They're going to hire – I guess that's the best option they had. So. Kelly, do you think Memphis will be good this year? Gut gut feeling. What's good mean? Um, make it to the lead eight. No, I don't. Sweet think, sixteen. No, I don't even think they'll make the sweet sixteen. My Will gut, they make the tournament? Yeah, yeah. If they don't make the tournament, he will be one of the worst coaches ever for for what he has on the roster. You know, but yeah, I, I could see them definitely making the tournament, but. Who knows if it'll uh, if if he can do anything with this roster? Lenny Wilkins has more wins than any other coach in the history of the NBA. Also, more losses. Hmm. It's like Magic Johnson's so great. Oh, he has the most turnovers in the history of the NBA. Also, do you know wow. that? Wow. No, think. that's a Jerry West is the logo, but he lost nine times in the finals. Did he? Point. Sounds like a perpetual LeBron defender there to me, Steve. Steve. You know, I I go back and forth on him. I didn't like his attitude this year. Well, a lot you of finger can't. pointing, a lot sure. of yeah. My team, I just trying trying to trade your entire team mid season for Anthony Davis. You um, don't even need a coach. He right? fired Magic Johnson. 
But now people have kind of, since he's not in the playoffs, just really write him off as a as being garbage. He, yeah. yeah, that's that's too much. That's yeah. crazy. I actually have more respect for his championships now than I did. Oh yeah, I mean the Warrior. How many years are the Warriors going to win? We might look back at the year that the Cavs won as, you know, right. They're, they're going to be the only team to beat the Warriors in a in a series and right. in five six years. Carl Malone, by the way, 1,000 more turnovers than Magic Johnson. Oh, really? 40, Thank you. 4,500 turnovers. Doc, I, in all seriousness, I appreciate I'm, I, you fact-checking me. If I ever say anything incorrect, I want to be corrected. I found that one too hard to believe. So, so Magic Johnson is number two in turnovers in the history of the NBA. Is that right? Magic is number 13. Oh, wow. LeBron okay. has 600 more turnovers than Magic. Oh, wow. So so Carl Malone has more turnovers than anyone in the history of the NBA? That is correct. Who's number two? Moses Malone. Wow. Guess who's number three? This one may shock you. Kareem. John Stockton. Okay. He's the all-time leader in assists. That makes sense. So the top, two of the top three played on the same team. Carl and, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Well, that just means they played a lot of games. Or? Oh, they did. It means they were throwing a lot of behind-the-back passes going oh, nowhere. Yeah. There was quite a bit of that. Stockton, what a showboat. <laughs> yeah, that's is that the narrative you're going with, Doc? <laughs> is Stockton was too flashy? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. You play a long time. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. probably played more games than anyone else in the history of the NBA. He leads the league in scoring and rebounding all time. Doc over there working hard. I like it. This, we have a full yeah. production staff here. That's what I like to see. Kareem. And, and he was first on the scene to call you out that uh, you didn't beat your son 24 Well, it's because my son was on the phone. Well, I wish you weren't a liar. <laughs> All right, go on, Doc. Kareem number 57 on the list. He wow. has 1,000 less turnovers than Magic. Well, he's 7, too. I mean, he, you know. Carl, no. Carl played a number of years. He, LeBron, how many years does he play? Like 17? Well, Kareem played like 22. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's significant. Chris, any contributions to this? Uh... Well, I was just thinking about, I, I'm still looking at this uh, possible, uh, w with the draft lottery, with the Pelicans getting the number one pick, the possibilities of what they could do with that, but the behind-the-scenes management is so bad that I don't even think they're going to reap many rewards from this because I can see them having to trade Anthony Davis. Yeah, but you'll get something for that, right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, what if they trade him? Who who has the third pick? Uh, the Grizzlies have the two pick. Is it the Knicks or? The Knicks, I believe, had the third pick, yeah. Um. What if what if you trade Anthony Davis for the third pick? I don't I don't know. And you could get Zion, RJ Barrett, and Kevin Knox. Something you know. Yeah, I mean it could be a, a good base, but or they trade them to the Lakers for the fourth pick. I think that's what's going to happen. Kuzma and Brandon Ingram. You could have a. They aren't a good organization. I mean, they're no. There's questions about their medical staff. They're the owners are. Football owners. I mean, you've had Anthony Davis for six, seven years now, and you can't do anything. You can't put anybody around him. They tried. They got cousins. Yeah. Yep. 
and then that he was left. an attempt. That was a legit attempt. I'll give them credit for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's good. Okay, but I would like to see Anthony Davis on a legit sure. team. Well, I think it's inevitable. At, at some point, I do think we will see Anthony Davis making a run at some titles. Yeah, I what think. If, he's what that if they great. kept him? Do you think him and that'd be pretty well, cool? Well, Zion. Zion. You yeah. would have to get rid of um, Julius Randle. Basically, mm-hmm. Julius Randle and uh, Zion are about the same type player. So, I don't see those two coexisting on the same team. Uh, so, they would have – and what if Zion pulls a I will not play for the Pelicans organization? I kind of don't think he's going to do that. That's that's such a tough move, right? I mean, it happens a lot in football, right? Or at least it's happened. He should look at the bright side. The Grizzlies have the two pick. He could be in Memphis, right? The the president of New Orleans came out and said, "Over my dead body, will we let Anthony Davis leave?" Did you see that? Well, go to the Lakers is what I thought he said. Okay, she or I she said, right, yeah. yeah. Um, over my dead body. I, well, that's a term that I, I don't feel people use as much as they should. What right? she don't yeah. realize is that statement's only true for one season. Okay. Because after this upcoming season, he's a free agent. So, uh, well, I wouldn't call him free. His his contract. He's up for a contract. So, um, yeah, I don't think they they have to trade him. They can wait till February to to get rid of him. Like the Cavs, they probably should have held on the Kyrie. Even though he wanted out, would you want to follow a team that had a player that did not want to be there? Think about that. I mean, he's already given up. Remember the shirt after his last game? That's all, folks. He was yeah. wearing a "That's All, Folks" shirt. So, you know, um, I don't like usually when players quit like that. But it's I, on I another totally level. Understand. It's like every single year now, right? Yeah, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. Yeah. Seems like everybody. I mean, they, they seem like entitled children out there. But, you know, um, I could see he wants to win a title, and he's tired of dealing with these same inept uh, management people that he's dealing with. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch and see where how this all plays yeah. out. We all, be, I'm curious to see where Kyrie goes to, you know. He might yeah. end up in L.A. Sorry, Kelly, go ahead. No problem. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We have our man Blue is on the line with us now. Blue, how are you this morning? I'm doing really good, Kelly and and the gentleman. Hey, uh, I got a recruiting question to ask. Uh, Chris, are you there, right? Yes. Yep. Hey, what's the latest on Blackshear and about, and also about uh, Randall? Are you talking yeah, about Randall. McDaniels? Oh, I'm, I hate to make a mistake. Like no. McDaniels, yeah. Uh, he was trying to side on Kentucky and uh, uh, Washington. Right. What's um, the latest on those? And, well, I'll start with Blackshear. Uh, he okay. has been in the um, – uh, one of the combines, I believe, and he's getting no feedback – uh, no positive feedback uh, from the NBA, which looks mm-hmm. like uh, he's either going to come back or possibly go overseas. But I, th- I could see him uh, coming back. But uh, the problem with this uh, taking so long, you know, the new rules where they can come back even after hiring an agent. Yeah. 
and, and all that. So we're it pushes recruiting season into June, and uh, it's still a big question mark for Blackshear. But uh, McDaniel's. I got a feeling he's going to end up going to Washington. Uh, he's a very uh, quiet kid. He hasn't really talked much about his – you know, the people around him have talked more than him about where what he's feeling and where he wants to go. But I could see him staying out there. Uh, he don't seem like a guy that wants spotlight. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I see him staying with Washington. Okay. Hey, hey, you were saying earlier, y'all were talking about the coaches and, and, and why players are not going to Kentucky like they used to. These players are realizing, they've been doing it for a while, that it, it doesn't matter with the coach, man. I mean, these players are good, they're great before they get there, man. Take, for instance, Tyler Hero, man. He, he could have gone, he could have stayed at Wisconsin and, and been in the same position he is right now. Calipari Perry didn't make that, that man no, no uh, uh, one and done a player. I, I mean, and uh, Washington and Keldon Johnson, man, they'll be out of the NBA before you know it, man, because the players like them are just, I mean, they're, they're, they're nothing, really. I'm not putting them down, but, but, but they're not NBA players for real. I, I mean, it's, it's not about what the coaches do. Coaches put you in a position to win, but they don't make you great. I mean, and that's that's my part on that. Hey, let me tell you about Reed Travis's father. You probably heard about it, Chris. His father, Reed's father, disappointed because Reed chose Kentucky because Calipari can get to the NBA. He got he's got this, you know, he will inject us in you. And and come to find out, I heard Travis didn't get invited to the combine. Is that true? Uh, yeah, he didn't get invited wow. while he was at uh, Stanford as well as a junior. Uh, the problem is, I mean, he here's the thing. Calipari puts them in a position uh, to get drafted higher. They get more spotlight. That's a lot of what you gain when you go to That's Kentucky. Yeah. And uh, why would you go to Kentucky rather than Memphis or to Washington? Uh, a lot of Kentucky fans follow these players into the NBA, buy their jerseys. You know, they, uh, they follow them into their pro career. Uh, which helps them financially as well. So there, there's a lot of angles of what you gain by going to Kentucky beyond the coaching you get from John Calipari. Uh, I agree. But uh, Reed Travis was always going to be a uh, borderline NBA guy. Uh, he, he just plays below the rim, and guys like that are really not needed in the NBA. I agree. Hey, hey I, I ended on this. Uh, Kevin Durant, man, they said he had a mental problem. I'm, I'm not. I'm not judging the young man, but I mean, why would you? You're the best player on, on the best team, kicking butts every year, man. Why would you? You know, go to the Knicks. I mean, that's your, you know, choice. But man, don't make any sense to me, man. Enjoy your show, Kelly. Thanks, fellas. Great stuff as always from yeah. Man Blue. I love it. Uh, he he always. He loves basketball. Blues sport is basketball. And, Chris, we appreciate you staying up to speed on everything. Yeah. I agree oh. with a lot of what he said. Sorry to cut you off. No Kelly. problem. Uh, what do you mean by that? A hero, I think he would have balled out anywhere. I mean, he had videos on YouTube of him <laughs> killing it in high school. He was a beast. He was dropping 40, right? Right. Oh, most definitely. And but, but there is something to be said to where, you know, if you're choosing between Washington and Kentucky – You'd probably you'd probably better off going to Kentucky for yeah, marketing but- purposes down the road. Going to Kentucky will help your jersey sales ten years from now. I think yeah. absolutely. That's my opinion. Also, you come back to the Bluegrass State. You're a celebrity. I don't think Washington has that. Right. That's right. No, not very few places do. Kansas does. Right. Uh, but once you go so far uh, west, 
you you don't get the exposure due to the time difference. Interesting. Hey. You you've you've referenced that a couple times today. Yeah. The far western part of the United States, you don't think is is you know that's for marketing purposes is as valuable as if you're toward the east. That's right. That that's why there's only really a couple. Uh, you know, impact programs on the West Coast. So you, you got Arizona, and every once in a while you'll have a UCLA or California, Washington. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys can go anywhere and do the same thing. Uh, the truth of the matter is uh, the players are the ones that advance their game. I mean, we attribute too much to coaching. Now, I know they get paid astronomical amount of money, but – you know, when it comes down to it, the player has to have the drive to advance his game. Uh, a, a coach can only take you so far, uh, depending on how much you put into it. So, okay. you know, um, but yeah, I, I understand the frustration of. Uh, they still have a good recruiting class coming in. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and he's not done. Even if he don't get McDaniel's or Blackshear. He will pull in a reclassified uh, player from 2020, Isaiah Todd, or somebody else. He'll, uh, he looks too comfortable like he already knows what he's got uh, in his back pocket for this recruiting class. I don't know. He's been out vacation in Italy, and he, you know, normally he's tearing up the recruiting trail, and he's kind of taking a vacation. So it looks like he's he he knows he's got it every. Everything sold up pretty much for the recruiting class. Okay. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz. Coming at you every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. Talking all things in the world of sports. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in this morning. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We've got a, a segment to go. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Final segment of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Final segment of the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. I want to remind our listeners we are brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man, Tyler, is on the line with us. Tyler, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Tyler is a longtime friend of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tyler, I know you call in when you have something in particular that's getting under your skin. What, what, what's uh, on your mind this morning? Uh, first off, I, I, enjoy, I like the new name of the call-in line, the combat line. Do you all have any more of them underwear wrestlers there with you today? Underwear wrestlers. 
No, no. Uh, actually, yes, Doc. The guy who answered the phone is an MMA fighter. Yeah, I guess just me. Just Doc. Just oh, okay. The, the producer. You want to talk any? Trash? You want to talk any trash to him? Never heard of her. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about Penny Hardaway. Okay. Penny this, Penny that. He's gonna be good, but he's not gonna be great. John Perry, how long was he at Memphis for? Kelly, five, six years. He had number one recruiting class every year. He couldn't even win a title. He got beat by Kansas on a buzzer beater shot. Well, who thinks Penny Hardaway is going to do it? Congratulations, Penny. You won 25 games in the AAU ranks. You had the best players ever. You played against me, basically. Congrats. I just, you know, I, in my opinion, Kelly, he's your next Kelly, uh, Kevin Ollie. Ke- okay, Kevin Kevin Ollie did win a national championship, though. He, he certainly did, but the thing about that was he had a senior-laden point guard in okay. Tim Walker. Okay, that's fair. And I just think, you know, he's uh, nothing against what he's doing. He's doing great with the recruiting. Players are going to love him because of his name. But I just think he should stick to Sprite commercials. Go Cats. <laughs> great stuff, as always, from our man Tyler. Chris, I know you have some thoughts about Tyler's call. Uh, that's uh, He made a lot of great points. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, it's a totally different game, AAU, to NCAA, right? I mean – He's going to win some games he's not supposed to. He'll lose a bunch he shouldn't lose. That's okay. the way I see it. And, uh, yeah, um, it is a good compar- uh, comparison. Why the Kevin, Kevin Why the Kevin Ollie comparison? Enlighten me. Because uh, yeah, I could see it resembling that because Kevin Ollie looked amazing, obviously, the year they won it. But how many years did it take after that for him to not even be coaching? Yeah, what's up with that? That is interesting. I mean, have you ever seen somebody win a national championship not coaching four years after? That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it just don't make sense. But okay. uh, I could see the same thing. I mean, we've seen some terrible previous, you know, some players that came from the NBA. Uh, look at Isaiah Thomas tried to coach, and he was the worst I've ever seen, right? I mean, we had Clyde Drexler trying to do it and at Houston terrible I think coach. Isaiah Thomas was at FIU maybe yeah um and uh, is that right I think Florida International uh, yeah I think he was at a couple places but obviously a couple NBA stops as well yeah um for Isaiah it just doesn't translate well I don't think uh you have to have so many more things in college basketball than just coaching. Obviously, you got to have the main blood of coaching uh, in college basketball is recruiting, and one hundred percent. Obviously, that's what he's done great so far. He had a, a stacked deck before he became the head coach there at Memphis, and uh, if he doesn't get the uh, the wins out of these players, I don't see the top guys continuing to go to him. Okay. Uh, other than the guys at the top that are taking money under the table. We know that happens. Uh, so, who knows? Uh, I could see him getting uh, investigated uh, for possible recruiting violations Penny? in the near future. Yes, I can. Okay. Um, it's a dirty game out there, and somebody's going to try and throw him under the bus to slow him down is what I see. I've got a question for Doc. That's interesting. I have a question for you. Okay. Let's hear your question first. Do you think there's anybody in Tyler's trailer park that could stop me if I wanted to roll against them for their El Caminos? <laughs> <laughs> My question for you, Doc, was going to have to do with Tyler calling you out. He yeah. said, I've never heard of her. Right, and he called me an underwear wrestler. He called you an underwear wrestler. Imagine getting choked out by someone in their underwear. Okay. What, what, what is seconds. your rebuttal to Tyler calling you out? 
Uh, I guess I don't really have one. I mean, I already know what he looks like just based on how he sounded. I'm picturing a 130-pound man with a thinning mustache, but he's been growing it for years. Come on, Doc. We know. Is, is that what you're envisioning from Tyler? That's exactly what I'm envisioning. Thinning, yeah. thinning hairline. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, nah, I don't know. I think Tyler's got a pretty good hairline. I went to high school with Tyler. I know hmm. Tyler pretty well. Yikes. One thing about Yikes. MMA, what? you can you can act like you're, you're a tough guy, uh, somebody sitting outside. And, and unless you get in that ring with somebody, uh, you can talk all the smack you want. It's easy to do it over the radio. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, it's a lot of time and dedication that goes into that. Uh, I'm sure he's just trying to be a contrarian there. Oh, I'm sure. I want to I welcome in studio with us. We have Corey Bozmer. Corey, how, how did I pronounce your last name? Uh, to be honest with you, man, yeah, you're about as close as uh, you're actually going to get. Uh, most people uh, say Bozmer. Okay. I don't know how, but it's actually Bosmer. Bosmer. The S is actually silent. I usually tell people just to pronounce it with a Z. Bosmer, spell it out how it sounds. Although you're spelling it the wrong way, when you spell it with a Z, you're pronouncing it the way it actually sounds. I know that sounds like a woman made up that name. No, <laughs> no offense, ladies. No offense, ladies. Oh, no that's all right. You know, you know, Marcus is okay with that. <laughs> Corey, you run a page on Facebook called yes, Youth Football of Kentucky. Yes, sir. It's football, all football, all day, every day. That's yes, your sir. forte is football. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yes, and sir. for our listeners, what's intriguing right now across the world of football, I guess, within the state of Kentucky? Yeah, okay. Uh, so I've been involved with uh, football for, I think, going on five, about five years now. And uh, throughout uh, my years of coaching and being involved with uh, youth football in the city of Louisville in the state of Kentucky, I had always – Wanted there to be a platform, in a sense, where people could just go straight to it that's strictly uh, positive and ran in a professional manner. So about three years ago, I had started a private group, and I just got tired of it and started the uh, public page. Um, I cover high school in the state of Kentucky, college, anybody from the state of Kentucky, city of Louisville, that did pro football. I cover it, um, youth football, middle school football. As much as I can do, I, I put it out there. Um, people like it. I've made connections with the Pro Football Hall of Fame because of it. Um, I'm their uh, state director for youth football for the state of Kentucky. I've come across uh, NFL players, made uh, connections, and uh, developed uh, friendships. Um, it's just about something positive. There's nothing really out there. That is, and what's out there really just isn't positive or ran correctly. Corey Bosmer. There you go. Okay. There you go with a Z. I nailed it there. Corey Bosmer with a Z. (laughs) Your lifelong friend, I believe, of the Barris family. Yes, man. Um, I've known Nick and Sean. Shouts out to them and their uh, uh, guitarist, singer, dad, Pat, who is an amazing, cool dude who's had that same hairstyle, and it's been the same length, I think. Since I knew that family, if you if knowing them like you do, from what I hear, you you know uh, their dad Pat. Uh, oh yeah, has literally had the exact same hair style and length <laughs> as, as, as long as I can remember. Uh, they actually went to high school with my cousin and my older brother, 
that's how I come across them. And I've been, like as I said, knowing them since I was 18, 19 years old. No, they they reached out to me and they said they have a friend who runs a page yes, sir. related to football locally. And I said, sure, bring it on. And so uh, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Anybody who's a, a friend of the Barris family is a friend of mine. Yes, so sir. So thank you very much for, no, for joining us. Um, I also just started something kind of like how I did with Youth Football Kentucky for Indiana also. Okay. I paid for the logo and the, paid for the cover photo. It is called Youth Football of Indiana. Now, it is not – where youth football, the page I got, uh, youth football of Kentucky, but it's it's going to take some time, but it's going to get there. But um, you can search it, and it's called Youth Football of Indiana. It's a public page on Facebook, and I also got one that I started down in uh, North Carolina as well. Okay, I've had a couple of guys reach out to me, so I figure if they're reaching out to me, I got to be doing something right. I just got to keep doing what I'm doing, whatever it is. Corey Bosmer, Corey, how can anyone listening? Follow you, support you. Yes, you on Twitter, you on Instagram. How can they follow and support what you're doing? Um, I I like Instagram, but I just like my forte is Facebook. Okay. So like for anybody out there that is listening, all you got to do is simply get on Facebook, go to the search bar that's usually on the right hand corner of any mobile device or computer device. Search Youth Football of Kentucky. It is a public page. Anybody can view it at any given time. Nothing is private. All you got to do is search Youth Football of Kentucky or Youth Football of Indiana. Click on it, like the page. Once you like, you will start getting notifications of whatever is posted. Corey, there's a, a lot of controversy that surrounds the sport of football in the United States as of late. Yes, sir. And what I'm referring to is CTE studies. Yes, sir. They've made the rules more conducive to maybe quarterbacks being protected. And not just in the NFL. We've seen that trickle down. So a lot of people right now – will say that maybe they've boycotted football. Football's a dying sport. It's bad. Football's right. bad. Football's bad. It leads to CTE, leads to, to brain trauma. What are your thoughts on that? Overall, the health of the sport of football in maybe five or ten years from now, where will football be? Well, before I get into that, the one thing that I can say, um, everything good, there's bad. People can say whatever they want about football. But you could say the same thing for basketball. You could say the same thing for MMA. You could say the same thing like it just that part trickles down to everything that there is. So to me, that's a bogus whatever. If anybody wants to say, there's bad in everything that we enjoy. Okay. You can poke holes in anything. Basically, yeah. Okay. I mean, you literally can. Um, can you repeat the other thing? Yeah. So so I, I the people, critics of football would say right, that it's right, dying. Right. Maybe the ratings, the attendance at the games is going down. There's an increasing number of mothers out there who say, my son will never play football. Chris, you have thoughts on this? Well, that, that, that is uh, what I'm describing. Is That's the truth, is though. Prevalent. You're not lying. Right. right. Yeah, that's an increasing number of, of parents out there say, to hell with that, my kids are not playing football. They're not going to wear all this equipment and sprint into each other at full right. speed. I'm not going to have that happen. On every play in football, there's a collision. It's almost, they say, uh, being a lineman is kind of like being in multiple car accidents. Okay? Right. And it's barbaric. Don't hey, get me wrong. I will say as a former lineman of youth, <laughs> middle, and one year of high school football, that is correct. Okay. But linemen are also the most valuable commodity, in a sense, sure. of a football team. Oh, without yeah. linemen, there's no success of anybody. Offensive and defensive. Yes, I agree sir. with you 100%. Um, that, that is the state of football right now. A lot of people are scared away from it. Don't get me wrong. 
I do commentary for Hard Rock MMA. I love boxing. The pr- more primal in my book, the better. I love yeah. it. I'm just trying to present kind of the devil's advocate anti-football. You're not wrong, though. I mean, everything you're saying that's is the way it, Yeah, That's the way it's been for thousands of years. Right? Okay. I mean, we want to watch each other just like the gladiators. Come on. You know. <laughs> a certain por- it's the truth. A certain portion of the population will be yes, drawn sir. to that. Yes, You'll sir. have the sissification of the country. That yes. will be a, p- a portion of the population. And one of the and, problems, and then on the other polar opposite, you'd say certain people are drawn to cage fighting, or I would also put football into that category. Well, I mean, I I, I hate to bring this up, but one of the other things that's hurt football, at, at least at the NFL stage, uh, was the political. Uh, you know, they injected politics sure. into the game. Uh, now that don't yes. affect the game itself, but it it did turn a lot of people away that will never come back due to, you know, these uh, Colin Kaepernick and right all the, that the stuff. kneeling and all that. Not so. to discredit what he did because there's a lot of positive uh, stuff to it, right? But with every good, there's bad. One of my bosses said I quit watching football when they started telling me how I should view politics, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't watch and I don't pay for you to tell me how I should think outside of this sport that I enjoy to watch. Right, Mm -hmm. and people go to sports to get away from the realities of life, and now they've interjected it in there. Talk about a polarizing topic. If LeBron James speaks out pro one political candidate and anti another, there's just tons of people who say, hey, man, you're a basketball player. Keep your mouth shut, okay? On the other token, Michael Jordan – Handled it a little differently. He said, hey, Republicans buy shoes too. And then there's a bunch of people who say, hey. That's pretty cut and dry there, but it's the truth. (laughs) It's the truth. It's the truth. Okay, so I would say LeBron's on one end of the spectrum in some way. Not that Michael Jordan's necessarily on the politically other end of the spectrum. Correct. He's just kind of trying to play it in the middle more so. But he he got a lot of hate for those comments. Some people out there hate Michael Jordan for that. So regardless of what what your approach is, if you stay quiet on the – topic of politics or if you're outspoken regardless of your approach you're going to be hated and you're going to be loved if you're a big figure so i mean you can't really you'll never be able to please everybody trust me i can uh definitely uh attest to that with uh what i've been trying to do uh regarding the uh, page that i run youth football of kentucky any politics spill into that (laughs) unfortunately yes i'm sure dealing with a lot of parents (laughs) is uh not always the Easiest thing. A lot of parents. Is that kind of what it is? Parents? Parents. And uh, I think it's not just the parents. Parents, obviously. But I think the bigger issue is uh, the audience out there can't see what I'm going to do. But I'm using my fingers. Air quotes. Audience, parentheses, grown men that tend to value what they've done in coaching more than the kids are actually putting in the work. Okay. Because at the end of the day, if it wasn't for the kids – we wouldn't – coaches wouldn't be what they are. A lot of shady characters gravitate toward youth sports. Would you agree with that? Yes. In now, the not adult, just, of yes. adults. Adults yes. not just you, Yes, not just youth sports. That's any any facet of life. Okay. But definitely in youth sports, I think uh, it's just uh, the purity is still there. But I think there's bad people everywhere. But I think the uh, main thing is the uh, – People that run some stuff tend to not be as pure as they put themselves out there to be. Right. Uh, there's a lot of 
you know, obviously parents out there that want their children to save, you know, to save some money by getting a scholarship. There's a lot that goes Correct. into this. There's a lot of pride and stuff like that. But uh, I, I would hate to be a ref in high school football right now, actually, with, you know, it just seems you, you see a lot of videos of people getting crazy in the stands and trying to fight the refs and, you know, so – but, you know, it is a part of the game. It's always been there like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we can't let uh, the liberals take away the, the, the game we love. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey Bozmer, we appreciate you joining us this no morning. No problem, sir. No problem. Once again, if anyone wants to support what you do, yes, check sir. you out on Facebook, your Facebook page. Yes, sir. Youth Football of Kentucky, publicly search it. Uh, youth Football of Indiana, publicly search that. And Youth Football of uh, North Carolina, publicly search that as also. I want you to stick around as we do with all of our guests. We try to get a group photo. We'll have a photo of you here. And we'll uh, be able no to edit, edit the segment. But, Corey, thank you very much. Have a great uh, rest of your good. weekend. Yes, we'll sir. have to have you back in sometime soon. Yes, sir. Thank C- you. Continuing along with the, the weekend sports buzz. Brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. Once again, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502 502- 384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. Chris, you're smiling. What what, what do you got there? Well, you know. I'd... I I left the room to talk to Doc, the producer. I came back in. I heard, heard you say we got to keep the liberals out of out of sports. I had to throw a jab in there. Sorry if I personally offended okay. anyone. but Because uh, I know it's easily offending people today. No, now, it's okay. I was you're also... on the weekend sports buzz. You can say whatever the hell you want. Is there anything you would like to talk about uh, about the Tool concert? Oh, I did make it to see Tool. Tool, uh, Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool, uh, is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt. Okay. Wow. Those of our loyal listeners know I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu five, six days a week. Right when this class is over, I'm headed to Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky to do a competition class. Professor Scott Smith is who I train under. Okay. Our lineage goes up through Pedro Sauer and Hicks and Gracie, okay? Also, Henry Akins. Maynard James Keenan has the same lineage. So, Scott Smith and Maynard James Keenan are wow. friends. That's crazy. So, Scott got to meet with him and train jiu-jitsu with him the day of the tournament, and he does every damn time Maynard comes in the state. Wow. That's I, pretty cool. I didn't know that. Very cool. Maynard, if you get a chance, YouTube search it. Maynard James Keenan singing the song Push It, legendary Tool song. A drunk fan, I assume he's drunk, intoxicated, runs onto the stage. Maynard does a textbook, kind of judo, ogoshi, hip throw, and then he takes his back. Maynard continues to sing through the the, the song. It's awesome. Check that it out on, awesome. on, on YouTube. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502 502- 384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now, Doc. It looks like we've got Charles Hoskins is on the line with us. Charles, how are you this morning? How you doing, man? Doing very well. We appreciate you joining us. Charles is a professional mixed martial arts fighter, trains with Scott Wegman at Drive MMA up in Cincinnati. Uh, Charles, we really appreciate you getting on the, the air with us today. Uh, what's on the no horizon problem, no for problem. you in your, your career? Tell us. I know you've overcome some uh, personal uh, obstacles, and you're really hitting a groove right now with your professional fight career. What's next for you? Uh, we just working on finding a fight now. It's kind of hard getting fights up, so taking this seriously. 
Okay. You train with Scott Wegman at Drive MMA. Tell us a little bit about what is so great about Scott and the team there at Drive. Uh, I don't know. He's just like a, a different feel. He's like a genuine person. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's like a family over there. He calls you like in the mornings, like pretty much every day to see how you feel. Just he's just a genuine person. So I just like being over there. I just feel like family. Okay. Were you at the fights last night? There was premier MMA fights up in northern Kentucky last night in your neck of the woods. Were you there? Yeah, I was there last night. That's why I woke up so late this morning. I didn't get home until like 12 o'clock. Okay. We had some good-ass fights over there, though. Some good fights. Billy always put on good fights. Yeah, Billy Donovan and the, the folks over there at Premier MMA, you're right. They run a good show. Did you corner anyone last night, Charles? Uh, I just cornered uh, Chris Myers. I mean, uh, two of the people fighting, uh, Devin, Devin Street, and, and we had, uh, I think, Justin. Okay, well, Charles, I know we got to get you in studio here in the Southern Indiana studio, the Louisville area. We would love to have you in, have you as a guest, talk about your fight career and the future of not only you and your pro fight career, but your team there at Drive MMA with Scott Wegman. For sure, man. We just got to set that up. I definitely want to come up there and come in the studio. We will certainly set that up in the future. Charles, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. Go Team Killer Bees. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Doc Parks chimed in there. Go go Team Killer Bees. Doc, elaborate. Scott Wegman and the drive team there, they're under the Killer Bees Association, as you are. I believe so. Yes, they are. We You you train with James London in Shepherdsville at Apex. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charles Hoskins trains under Scott Wegman up in Cincinnati. They drive MMA. There's other local affiliates in the state. Adam Gomez, of course. Right. Who else am I missing? There's a lot of those killer bees out there. Somerset. Anderson Silva was always kill- killer bees. That's correct. Okay. Somerset. Who's Somerset? There's East West Karate and Jiu Jitsu. Okay. In Somerset, London, Kentucky. Okay. Killer Bee Association. I want to thank everyone who's tuned in today. To the Weekend Sports Buzz. We're going to wrap things up here. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. AJ Jenkins, the Fergusons, Brandon Bishop, they got a great crew there for adults and kids' martial arts classes. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Be sure to join us next Sunday. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.